top of the hour, and thanks again for joining us on All Things Reviewed. I'm Lucius, the highly presentable radio presence, and I'll be joined today by my colleagues Alexander. Alexander, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. And Brandis, welcome Brandis. Oh, huge appreciation on behalf of me for having me here today. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, All Things Reviewed is a off-the-cuff review program where we delve into entertainment and rate what we see with our special blend of discussion, humor, and reverence for the screened arts. Introduction, please. This is All Things Reviewed. Thanks for joining us all. So uh, the first film that we were able to take a look at this week is one called Wizard Child. This is a uh, 2018 film, just came out, still in theaters now. It's uh, directed by Della Young. It's it's about a young boy who travels to Mexico City to meet his new foster family, but uh, realizes that he accidentally got his bag switched with a great and mysterious wizard. Needless to say, some magic, merriment, and wonder ensues. Uh, We've got Murray Hopkins in there. Stephen Johnson plays our young uh, Nicholas Smelty, and we've got Margarita Johnson in there as well. His mother also uh, playing a part in the film. What did you guys think of uh, Wizard Child? Um, Wizard Child was a lot of fun for me. I loved watching the adventures of Nicholas Smelty, especially in such an out-of-Hollywood city as Mexico City. Uh, It was great to see the cultural integration between the white family. Um, Of course, Marie R. Hopkins playing a Mexican native. Um, It was just a wonderful blend of cultures and, of course, a lot of magic in there, too. Yeah, humbly, I'd like to just say the magic was quite overwhelming. The CGI and special effects were quite, you know, just over the top. Yeah, I found that at times I couldn't really watch the movie itself because of the blinding effects, uh, the powerful, loud sounds. They were, um, unfortunately, they were disturbing. And see, yeah, this is this is what I wanted to get at. And you know, we started to delve into this before we started recording today. But I feel like this film, and maybe a lot of films these days, are just a little bit too much, a little overwhelming, and definitely something. You know, this is designed for children, and I worry about. Uh, not only the volume levels in there for their ears, but again, like you said, the visuals, you know, it's a lot for a child's eyes to take in and they're still developing. So I worry about that. I don't know if you share some. No, absolutely. And I hope all the creationists out there will forgive me or cover your ears because evolution has shown that 98% of humans on earth were never subject to stimuli like this to any kind of loud and mysterious sounds i mean these are sounds that humankind have never heard before and of course that's going to be a rattling experience for the human animal um that being said yeah the child's eyes just can't keep you know the child's eyes and their brain they just can't communicate at that speed Yeah, definitely. I would recommend this movie for somebody who's been trained in overstimuli experiences, maybe 35 and up, to come see this movie. At the same time, you know, I feel like this is a wave, this is a thing. Almost every movie I see these days has these elements in there, and I think... I don't know if it's something that we can resist, you know, at the same time, maybe it's something you, you dive right into. Yeah, my nephew, but my nephew brought me to Transformers 2, and 
and thank goodness I brought my solar eclipse glasses and my headphones because there were scenes that I just absolutely could not sit through. And, you, you know, I much. wanted to be there for him because he was having a great time. And that's important. And that's maybe the most important part. So if you have a little one that does, I worry, see this film, I worry for him, you know, mm-hmm. frankly put. And the saddest thing about it all is those movies, the more CGI and the more canned action they put into the films, the sleepier I get and the more detached I get from the film. I mean, take, for example, follow that flapper, the original action film from the 20s. It's it's more moving than these movies that have so much going on. It's just overwhelming and you can't take any of it in is my fear. Well, um, we got a lot to get to today. So, well, Brandon, we won't hold that against you. You know, we, we're here to support you. And, and of course, um, if your theater does not allow you to sleep there for for as long as it takes to recover, um, reach out to one of our charitable, one of our charitable sponsors, and um, I'm sure there's someone out there that can help you get the attention you need for your disability. Well, we've got a lot to get to today. I wonder if we might want to start to uh, quantify some of these films into a point system. I think now is a good time as ever to say. Yeah, in summation, I am going to give it two points simply because I think it is an enjoyable film. I think, yeah, it's overwhelming, but a lot of things are nowadays. But I do applaud the accuracy in how they presented the magic. And, it, you know, magic like that is pretty bright. So I understand. Two points. Well, a def- this film. Go ahead. Oh, my apologies. Definitely a brazen review and rating from Brandis. And I'm... I'm a little disturbed about the political implications, the ripples that you're creating there, Brandon. But of course, uh, I can counteract that with my action. And that is one point. Absolutely don't take your nephew to this. Find something a little more calming and relaxing to go see. Uh, I'm going to have to give this film two points uh, as well as Brandis did. I, I feel like this film is every right to be as loud and as boisterous as it wants to be. And as long as you're aware uh, of that going in there, I think that's our job is to let you know what you're getting into. And I'm going to let this movie be itself with two points. So, uh, Yeah, I am letting that's... our listeners know what they're getting into. It's too much. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. All right, so each week on our podcast, we accumulate those points and add them towards a collective 20 points. This week's no different. This week, we're telling you as we rank up to our 20 points about uh, 20 different charities uh, that we uh, support here and that we uh, uh, support you to support. Uh, Brandis, do you have two of those charities that you'd like to tell our listeners about? 100%. There's a couple that I think everybody needs to know about. This is one that I don't feel bad recommending because it's something that I donate to on a regular basis. And this is the oil-free bicycles. There are millions of free bicycles around the streets of most major cities and no one oils those chains. So when you go to take a ride, what happens is they rust and they fall apart. And that's not good for anybody, especially the streets. Another charity that I think would gain benefit from us shedding a little light would be the Simple Fund to teach handwriting in schools again. A lot of schools have stopped teaching actual writing with human hands. Everything's digital nowadays, so they're teaching T9 and uh, swiping tactics, but um, 
I think handwriting is something needs to be brought back into the schools. Chinese handwriting too. I want to tell you guys about the Peanut Family Fund to shut down old mine shafts. The Peanut Family suffered uh, many casualties over the years, large mining family, and they're working hard to shut down mine shafts, not only on their own properties, but uh, many of the surrounding properties uh, across Arizona and New Mexico. That's important to me. Uh, another one that I think is important is Corn of the Week. This is a fund that grants corn to people in need. Those are two excellent charities. Um, guys, one that I'm definitely interested in and hope gets a little more play on the show is Oil Free Bicycles. This is an open source fund for creating the world's first oil free bicycle. Um, you know, the evolution of human transportation hasn't reached its pinnacle. I still believe, and a lot of people at Oil Free want to create an oil-free bicycle, one that does not need to use petroleum products or even natural oil products to keep its gears lubricated. That's it. That's my one point, guys. Great. Well, I think it's time that we... Uh take it over to one of our sponsors. Uh, before we go to a sponsor, I just want to thank everybody and thank you for sharing. Longtime martial artist and stuntman, Scud Drexel is proud to unveil his next live action interactive public event. The Scud Drexel Cantaloupe Experience will take you to new melon heights. Experience eating an entire cantaloupe in front of your friends and family. Crisp, fresh melons. The Scud Drexel Cantaloupe Experience is not for children or adults. For more information, visit scud.drexel.eu. Okay, guys, welcome back to the program. Brandis. Um, things are winding down weather-wise over here in Los Angeles. I'm wondering how... Now, they say the fall time in New York is the most beautiful season. I'm wondering uh, how your photography experiments are going out there. You know, absolutely. The golden hour stretches for about three hours, technically, during this time of year. And I got to tell you, the way I can capture leaves falling, I, I do time-lapse photography, uh, experimental photography scenescapes where I like to really slow down time and capture light moving as slowly as possible. And Yeah, thanks for asking, Luke. It's great. I'd also like to chime in and say I've been using your hummus recipe, and thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You know what? The secret is the lime. It really gives it a nice kick. And that that works for us. That works for us because we have access to a lot of great citrus trees, a lot of great heirloom citrus trees out here in California. You know, that hummus was <laughs> truly a crowd pleaser at our party. Yeah. Who, who would have thought something as soft as hummus could break the ice? All right, thanks for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it, you guys. I've had a lot to take off my chest. Um, I think we should probably get to the next movie. It's about that time. I know most people are busy and they have a lot of things going on, as we all do. But this is a big film. This is a huge you know, A lot film. of people are talking about this film, so I think it's definitely worth us talking about right now. The film that we're going to be discussing is The Broken Hands of James Spader. Uh, in this film, 
we examined James Spader and the life he's had and choices he's made, and we realize hands can be broken not only by fights people get in and fights people pick, but also choices people make and decisions people make. Uh, do any of you gentlemen have thoughts about this film? Yeah, I mean, just an amazing experience to watch. You know, this is James Spader, the actor, breaking his hands. He loses an acting role because of it. He gets in a fight at a bar. But the metaphorical break of his hands, because the hands heal very quickly in the course of the film, you know, only the, the runtime of about seven minutes, his hands are healed. But the broken hands is the symbolism for the entire film. And we see how that ripples through his career, his life the loss of his daughter at one point. And a lot of this is faux fiction. You know, a lot of this is really pulled from James Spader's life. A lot of it's made up and it's a magic realism that blends the two. Uh, Lucas, what do you think of this? Well, there's a lot to think about this film. I think what really engrossed me, what really captured me was Jim Carrey's performance as James Spader. You know, when tapped to take on such a monumental career really i mean we've we've seen james spader in so many different uh in so many different emotional realms that really there's only a few people that could truly embrace this role and this life this lifetime and that would be jim carrey i mean he jim carrey's his his scope of spot on I would say spot on. I would say more of a James Spader than James Spader himself. And I think this, this is this why James is exactly Spader what I wanted to talk passed about. the script. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's it. Is is so apparently, and the story goes that James this this film was originally about James Spader, starring James Spader. It was going to be like I said, a magic realism about him. Jim Carrey hears about this. He asks, "Can I audition for it?" You know, everyone's shocked. Everyone lets him do it. Jaw dropping. And, and James Spader is so moved. And, and like Luke, Luke said there, a, a better James Spader, not not better, but but a, a fuller James, a different James Spader and something so full that they wanted to take the risk on it. And I have to say, there's moments that not only was I convinced that it was James Spader I was watching, you know, Jim Carrey's portrayal was, I, was I so moving and so believable. But again, times that it surpassed any James Spader I'd ever seen. Guys, Absolutely. If, if, go ahead, Brandon. I'm just, I was about to mention that the show isn't only just about Jim Carrey uh, playing James Spader. We also have Dennis Miller, who does a stand-up job in the um, co-starring as uh, William Spader's younger brother. And then there is a delightful, tiniest, tiniest little, in the background, you can see James Spader on a television playing Jim Carrey. And it's the little things like that that really make me realize, like, this universe is bigger than we expect it to be at times Which was, you know yeah and absolutely and in, in, in a very outside world way that was a very healing aspect of the movie and just to let uh, the audience know that there was no hard feelings between the actors sure you know because this is this is the obviously this is the role of a lifetime for spader and to be played by jim carrey there could be some bad blood there but i i believe because of that little tidbit um that there's nothing like that going on here well, this brings me back to all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players that what we see here is this breaking down of these actors, Jim Carrey, James Spader, these people that we believe are real people 
We see them here broken down into characters, almost Shakespearean level. James Spader becomes a Hamlet to me in many ways. And I feel like that is so moving to see them take their masks off and be aware that that's part of them, but also something that you can put on. That a Jim Carrey can play a James Spader, that a, a Patrick Stewart can play a William Shatner, that we can take on these different actors now as characters. Right, they're inside of us all. Are you guys ready to give some points to the broken hands of James Spader? 100%. I'd like to start by giving it two solid points. This is a tour de force and uh, an amazing film directed by Dane Elder. It's wonderful. I highly recommend it. I tend to wonder what would it have been like if this film was shot with James Spader had he not broken his hands before the production. Um, but part of me doesn't want to imagine that. Two points. For me, I need to, once again, of course, thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I will say, this is the type of movie that reminds me that movies are magical. That, you know, there is something about movies that can't be captured in any other media. This is the type of movie that I like to take my kids to, and we can see it, and they can have that type of magic that I felt, you know, when I first saw movies back in my youth. So for me, this is a strong two points. And thank you for sharing, Brandon. Okay, guys, do you have your charitable funds ready to donate? Because I've got a couple of excellent charities that I want our listeners to be aware of. We have a lot of Canadian imports meaning people and this fund is an American fund to help Canadians cope with perhaps the wilder side of living in the US and I also have the Plitchard Rank Foundation Alexander yeah I'd like to talk a little bit about the Committee for Softer Streets this is a foundation working hard to soften the asphalts and the concretes that we use not only on the streets but in sidewalks there's over $11,000 of damages done, bodily harm, vehicle harm, and possession loss due to hardness of our streets. Another thing that's important to me is the Publis Ent, the Floral Foundation for Disease Research and Development. Uh, a society that's been around for many years. Thank you for sharing, Alex. I was taking notes. I will be looking into the majority of those donation sites you recommendation um as always folks i'm going to tell you things that i donate to myself and that's why i think they're a good cause um just last week i took a box down to the endowment for the lesser arts this is a great foundation they will take your used popsicle sticks and they will give them to people that need to make things out of those you know hand puppets um just general you know not higher arts but lesser arts sort of things they really specialize in that that's beautiful yeah i know tell me about it another thing that i think is important that a lot of people don't talk about is blankets for cats sometimes you get a kitten or you get a cat you did the right thing you adopted them from a well-vetted adopted site and you get them home they're going to be cold and normal blankets aren't actually great for cats so this foundation goes in and provides a lot of those adoption sites with cat blankets that you can actually take home. So 
Well, and a lot of interesting information on their website about uh, different, how those different blankets and different fabrics can affect cats and a lot of stuff I didn't know. You know, how bad corduroy is for a kitten um, and denim for older cats. It's terrible. I mean, be honest, Alexander, you're just a sucker for the photo section on that website. I do love cats. Yeah. Who doesn't? Nobody. And nobody exactly. no, nobody doesn't love our next sponsor, guys. We're going to roll into that, and we'll be right back with more All Things Reviewed. Thank you, Luke. Kiss. Yes, you're welcome. Oye, puto, dame un grito. Ay, 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 a gringo! The white-owned, white-run Mexican restaurant. Come on down and see what we get wrong. A gringo! Okay, folks, welcome back to All Things Reviewed. Um, now, this is very exciting for us. Been doing this for the past month. If you'd like to call in a movie recommendation, like our next movie we'll be reviewing, go ahead and call the number 1 347 699 0068. That's 1 347 699 um, let's go ahead and play that caller's message. Hi there, long-time listener, first-time caller from Long Island. My name is Allie Kay, and I would really love it if you guys would review R.I.P. Billy Joel, uh, the uncensored expose about the life and, I would say, timely death of the piano man. I really hope you give this Long Island, mm, let's say, fallen hero uh, some airtime. I would appreciate that. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Bye. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for calling in, Allie Kay. This is a uh, 2015 film, R.I.P. Billy Joel, the Uncensored Expose, directed by John Miller. Whew. You know, I personally am still processing the loss of Billy Joel in 2013. It was difficult, I think, for a lot of us, a lot of our listeners. And this film, I feel, very much captures a lot of the feelings that we had, and uh, the uncensoredness of it was, was quite overwhelming at times to see this, you know, hero of mine portrayed in some ways not so well in other ways very well do you guys have any thoughts on r.i.p billy joe mm. besides the controversy i do want to say that absolutely everybody knows you know where they were when they heard the news that billy joel died it's one of those things that i think people will just remember for the rest of their lives um you know the Having now seen the movie, I learned a lot of things that I wish I didn't know about Billy Joel. A lot of fascinating insight into his life. I want to say it definitely has changed my perspective on him. I think it's important real quick to say that this is a very long film. This is a, depending on the cut that you see, it's anywhere from eight to ten hours. It's a lengthy, lengthy film. It's not a popcorn flick by any means. It's more of a lesson. It's more of a, a class in the life of Billy Joel. Yeah, the good news is this is available on YouTube, so you can watch it in segments. You can pause it. You can take your time because the information it's is really the deep. way to do it. 
Now, um, you guys are sort of beating around the bush in a lot of ways because this movie reveals certain things that, of course, nobody thought Billy Joel was even capable of. You know, his operative status for the FBI and CIA in the 1980s. And, of course, the assertion that Billy Joel is dead, which a lot of Americans refuse to believe, as there is somebody touring as Billy Joel currently, um, and he still tells he still tells the world whoever he is that he's 69 years old and still doing great so um those are two bombshells that really had me shocked to see this youtube film and to to find out that it's been out since 2015 um i i didn't really know how to to process it all so i just sort of stuck with focusing on the controversies there's a lot of controversy. This is one of those things that I think will divide America uh, forever. Some people still think Elvis is alive. Some people think Tupac is alive. Some people believe that Billy Joel is alive. But I think it's more of a Gallagher situation where it's just, you know, the Billy Joel that is on tour now is just somebody playing Billy Joel. And it begs the question, how many Billy Joels have we had? You know, is there, was there ever a Billy Joel? You know, who wrote, who wrote Romeo and Juliet? Mm. Was it Shakespeare? Well, what do you, what do you think? Was it Billy Joel? Do you think there is a Billy Joel? How many do you think we've I had? believe in a Sasquatch. I believe in a Loch Ness Monster. I believe in the institution of a Billy Joel. Okay. Mm. But you don't believe in a real Billy Joel? I can't say that, you know? I believe that the man you can see on YouTube and the man I saw when I was 12 years old in concert, I think they're all Billy Joel. I think a photo of Billy Joel is Billy Joel. And I think as metaphysical as it is, I think there's Billy Joel in all of us. I think it's an element of our consciousness and not just a man anymore. So it's a transcendence of a form. Well, of course, if you play My Life or Piano Man at any gathering, any bar, any restaurant, you'll have people singing along. You'll have people really portraying their inner Billy Joel. And I, I, I could agree with you there. Um, I think realistically, this movie makes a false assertion that Billy Joel is actually dead. And I, I do believe there's a singular J Billy Joel and that he never really died. At least that's what Billy well, how, Joel would have you believe. Well, then how can you explain this film? If he's alive. It's on the internet, Luke. It's been vetted. Fair enough. You know, but so I hear you. So and so I and I think that's what's so intriguing to me about this film is the amount of controversy it brings up, not only in a discussion between three film reviewers, but over a, a plate of beans with your family or over a locker room chat with the boys. You know, this thing will definitely it creates conversation. I believe as Billy Joel's music did as well. I believe uh, bringing this up at a locker room chat with the boys would lead to something they call a Charlie horse. Or something worse, maybe swirly or a wedgie. Something you're intimately familiar with, Luke. Ish. You know, Brandon, I've been dealing with that issue for a long time, and I think I'm ready to say live on 
all things reviewed that I'm healed. I'm fully healed on that. That's a huge step. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, when Allie Kay wrote us, she was hoping that we'd give her a review of R.I.P. Billy Joel. And I do think that it might be time to deliver that to her now. Are you guys ready? For me, this is a movie that I think is something that deserves your attention. All eight hours of it, you know, this is a day. This is something that deserves more people clicking on this you know as we watched it there was probably i don't know 700 800 views but i'd like to see that number increase so please watch this movie and inform yourself uh two points um i'm not a hundred percent sure if this if this is true or if this is a joke or or what this movie actually is one thing it definitely is is too long and unfortunately for me, that's a deal breaker. So it gets one point. Sing us a song. Two points. All right, guys. That's five points for R.I.P. Belly Joel. Do you have some charitable trusts for us that you'd like to share with our listeners? I believe very strongly in spices for the displaced, delivering salt, pepper, but many other spices to those that are either removed from their home due to natural or financial disasters. I also feel strongly about the charity books for the elderly. The elderly are losing books on a staggering rate, a daily rate of books being thrown away, being recycled, being reused and overused. These are fresh new books for the elderly delivered by hand. I love a fresh book. Of course, I would like to present for my one point, the Bronx Anglo Immersion Society. Reach out guys, let's heal the wounds in America. And there's no greater way than the Bronx Anglo Immersion Society. Brennis? Again, thanks for having me. Thanks for sharing. I will say, uh, Alexander, thanks for bringing up spices for the displacement. That was one that I was going to bring up, but I am absolutely glad that you beat me to the punch on that one. That is a super important uh, spice foundation that deserves every attention it, it can get. Um, one thing I'd like to talk about is the Save the Elder Flowers Foundation. This is uh, a place where you can donate some money to save uh, the elder flowers. It's not a common flower anymore. And flowers in today's society just mean so much to everybody. Why not save every flower that you possibly could? Um, something that I've been meaning to donate to, I haven't actually donated to in a long time, uh, I haven't got a chance to donate to, is the In the Time Waste Corporation. This corporation actually takes your money and invests it into developing applications that prevent you from wasting your time in efficient ways. So this is a corporation that I think deserves your money. A non-for-profit corporation. I'm not positive. Okay. You know, corporations are people too in America. Well, and as much as we're not a corporation, we still uh, often do need to 
depend on the help of other people. And so with that, I do believe it's time that we uh, mosey on over to an advertisement one of our sponsors. The SPRC Oceanography Society is proud to reach out to Everything Reviewed listeners for our emergency milk drive. If you're a lactating female over the age of 18, you can help some of Earth's most majestic creatures in a true and impactful way by donating your breast milk. Climate change, polluted waters, and many other factors have inversely affected milk production in blue whales off the Pacific North Coast. Our oceanographers are prepared with ships and equipment to feed their babies. We just need your help. Visit sprc.oc.un to find a donation center nearest you. Thank you for listening. All right, folks, thank you all so much for listening to All Things Reviewed this week. Before we head out, we have to do a couple of shout outs to some of our Patreon donors. The first one, of course, is Rab himself. Thank you so much, Rab, for sponsoring us and donating to us weekly. Also, a shout out to for doing so much wonderful work as well. A nice mumble shout out to him and for his work done to us. Please call up our hotline at 1-347-699-0068. Let us know about movies or products that you'd like for us to check out and review for you all. Next week on All Things Reviewed, we're going to be watching and discussing Cut Me Eyes Out, Red Dog Short Leash, Demon Boners, Penny Fendergrass, and Release the Pounds, as well as one more from the Doe series. Once again, thank you all so much. Hope you have a wonderful drive home, relaxing nap this evening, and a wonderful tomorrow. Yeah, buckle up, because the sky's the limit when you have knowledge of uh, entertainment. <laughs> Thanks. I didn't see you there, Brandon. Uh, no, I've always been here. I'll probably be here for a few more hours if you want to hang out. I'd like that. Thank you, guys. Goodbye. Oh, you're here. Hey, you're going to hang out too, Luke? Or I'm on my way out, guys. Oh. All right, well, have a great day, Luke. Thanks. Bye, guys. <laughs>